You are listening to the Fringe Radio Network. FringeRadioNetwork.com Listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Long. That's right. You're listening to Earth Oddity Podcast again. As always, it is John and Tiny. Hello. And we are here to bring you the best of the odd news in the world. This week, and it's been a doozy week for me. What about for you? It's been crazy, yeah. crazy week. Had a busy week. Yes, uh, same here. We recorded a Patreon episode we middle did. of the week. Really has thrown me off on my game. <laughs> Had a couple of uh, days I was out of the office doing business stuff, and Thomas' football game got moved to the wrong night. The Thomas doesn't play football before someone thinks I passed out athletic DNA. <laughs> he plays in the band at the football game. He helps. Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, I told him because the other bands, you know, because of COVID aren't coming to the games. I was like, Thomas, y'all's band has been the best at every game this year. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to that alone, by the way. Okay. Just soloed it because number one is 10 bucks a piece to get into the game, oh, even no. for kids. And so to take my whole family, it's like 50 bucks plus $5 for parking, plus everybody's going to want a Coke or something. That's you crazy. Know? Well, yeah, like we're not going to the University of Alabama here. What was it when we were kids? It was I like have no $5. Idea. I have no that, idea. I don't remember. It wasn't that much. Yeah. I don't remember. Because in high school, I was either on the football team or played in the band mm-hmm. either way. So I didn't. I don't remember paying. But I remember if you held off, you could get. Uh, hot dogs for a quarter. If you can oh, wait yeah. to the fourth wait quarter, till they would cut the price on them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Deidre didn't want to go because it was a school night. We were going to get home to like 10 o'clock, and then mm-hmm. you got to get everybody a shower Ooh, in o'clock. bed. Wow. Yeah. Well, for our kids, that's like, you know, yeah. they go to bed at 8 30 on a school night. Well, Thomas and Hudson don't. They're allowed to stay up and go to bed whenever they think is necessary, mm-hmm. as long as they don't wake mom and dad up. What's that like, John? What do you mean? Well, yeah, my oldest son is homeschooled. Sure. So every day is summer vacation for him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, I still wake. Well, Thomas, you know, of course, is basically homeschooled. I wake him up at 6.30 every morning mm-hmm. when I wake everybody else up. Otherwise, if I let him sleep all day, then he would stay up till like 4 in the morning and play at Xbox. Like so, my son. Yeah. Right. So I'll wake him up at normal time. And Hudson is, he never wants to wake up. So mm-hmm. I have to, they have to lock their doors because our foster son wants to go get in the bed with them every night. <laughs> so I spend the first, after I get out of the shower, I wake up at five. I go exercise because Skinny John's coming back. People don't know. <laughs> I'm below 200 for the first time today in a long time. And then take my shower, and at 6.30, I start banging on both of their doors. And 15 minutes later, they'll get out and open up the, the door for me. Gotcha. So that's that's an amazing way to start your day off, too, is just pound it at a door. Libby's got an Alexa. What are those things called? Uh, one of those CIA listening devices in her room. You let one of those in your house, an Echo? <laughs> it's in her room. Yeah, a oh, dot, a dot, no. Echo dot. Yikes. Yeah. Well, I mean, what are they going to hear her say, right? 
<laughs> it don't matter. They could hear her say anything. Yeah, but she ain't saying anything that matters. She's talking about giving her baby dolls a bath and stuff. Right. So it's an, she has an alarm set for 6.30 every morning on that, which is amazing. She's up brushing her hair. Mm-hmm. And then I just have to drag Ollie, our foster son, out of the bed by his ankle every morning, So, which mm-hmm. is awesome. So that's my morning routine for all our <laughs> listeners. If you're all wondering how it went down at my house in the morning. You wouldn't believe the number of emails we've gotten that's asking right. about John's morning routine. Now, here's the crazy thing. Deidre, forever getting the kids ready for school has been my job because used to, she was off like, three or four days during the week. Mm-hmm. And so she would just sleep late, which right. is fine with me. You know, she's my queen. I don't mind her sleeping late. Well, now we have to be at work about the same time, uh, but I'm still in charge of getting the kids up and ready for school. <laughs> and she wakes up about the time I start beating on their bed or their Thomas and Hudson's door and gets out of bed and starts taking a shower or brushing her teeth or doing whatever. And I'm fixing breakfast and, packing backpacks and filling up water bottles and getting snacks and tying shoes and all that (laughs) while she's just hanging out over there trying to drink her little two cups of coffee in the morning and eat her breakfast. (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. It's a trade-off. She she washes my underwear sometimes, so it's a trade-off. Is that why Skinny John's coming back? (laughs) It's part of it. (laughs) (laughs) Part of it. Look out. Yeah, I'm going to tell you, look out, woman. You know? (laughs) Well, as far as odd news goes, yeah, if that, that was really boring. Enough, by the way, <laughs> we could just cut all that out and start with as far as odd news goes. Yeah, yeah. What kind of stories you got this week? Oh, I got some goodies. I got some goodies for sure. I have a uh, a Florida woman story. Okay, which she's not the bad person in the story. Uh, never. Yeah, Florida woman is right. is precious. Um, I have a news story from huge Baptist website lgbtqnation.com. dot <laughs> okay. uh, Can't wait for that. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. Uh, and then I'm going to talk about Peruvian shamans. Okay. Yeah, which are important to all of us. Right. Yeah, and they're going to talk about who's going to win our election. Hmm. So. Well, I've got a story about buying your wedding dress off of Wish. Okay. We have a world record longest python caught in the Everglades. Oh, all right. But I wanted to start with this one. And this one was posted up in the group by M. Tennessee man tries to resurrect dead grandmother causes $30,000 of damage to the cemetery. Oh, wow. Okay. Who's missing Meemaw? I, I miss so. my grandmother, too. Yes. Both of them. How my much, granny and my grandmother. How much would you be willing to part with? Like, How much how much money would you pay to resurrect your grandmother? None, because I know they're in heaven. <laughs> okay. All right. And they're having fun up there. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Well, anyway, here's a man. He was trying to resurrect his dad grandmother, but he caused $30,000 of damage. Danny Frazier is alleged to have gone on a wrecking spree at the church cemetery in Huckleberry Springs, Knoxville, at around 2.30 p.m. on Monday. So it wasn't even dark. Yeah, right. Midday, he's out there. (laughs) He wrapped up lunch and came on over (laughs) to the cemetery. Officials scrambled to the scene after receiving reports about extensive vandalism at the site. When they arrived, they found extensive damage, including dug-up spots in the ground and broken headstones, A witness told officers that a homeless man had been hanging around and damaging the cemetery. Police identified the suspect as 34-year-old Danny Frazier. He allegedly told officers that he did destroy some of the property, but it was in an effort to resurrect his dead grandmother who Mm. was buried at the cemetery. Yeah, that makes it all right. Frazier was arrested and charged with vandalism and criminal trespassing. Now, 75% of the time, Danny's are trouble. 
anybody named Danny has trouble. <laughs> yeah. So three quarters of the time, a Dan- if you're if you're involved with a Danny, some trouble's going to go down. At least that's been my experience. And Danny, you're just missing Meemaw. That happens. Surely that's just what he told the police, though. I'm not. You know how up I am on occult practices. I'm not aware of any rituals that involve tearing down headstones and digging up graves. Right. Yeah, I don't know. You think he was like grave robbing or something? Well, I would think that if he actually, you know, I guess it depends on if he made it to any caskets or not. Right. I don't know. I would like to be buried with a bunch of like fake jewelry and stuff. So if somebody happens to dig me up one day, they'll think I'm really important. Yeah. Yeah. I want to be buried with a key and a treasure map. Okay. That'd be awesome. nothing. Yeah. <laughs> points to nowhere. What you got to do is have it at the viewing, you know, at the wake or whatever. Yeah. So people know that there's a key and there's a treasure map. I have the key hanging around your neck, have the map like tucked over to the side where you can only see a little bit of it. Mm-hmm. And so then the legend grows. <laughs> and one day people are out here digging up the cemetery at our church and yeah. find you. Is that where you're going to be buried? Do you know? Well, uh, I, you know. Uh, oh, yeah. You want to be cremated. funeral. Yeah, right. But we'll just have to see. I've I've been told by multiple sources that that's illegal. It is. So. I can't just burn you up. Well, you, you can in a crematorium. Yeah, but not the like in my backyard. The problem is pushing me out into the middle of Lake Tuscaloosa <laughs> right. and setting a, a boat on fire. Okay. Well. We'll find a private lake to do. It, <laughs> yeah. You know, it don't have to be in Lake Tuscaloosa. This could be a business. You know, it really could be. Yeah, <laughs> I think we talked about like, well, if I'm just shooting arrows and missing, <laughs> like flaming arrows and missing. Yeah. yeah, that'd be good. We could build us like a nice little amphitheater. Yeah, and a dock, push them out there. Yeah, that's great. I mean, that'd be awesome. Yeah, for you, I'm not gonna do it though. <laughs> I want to be buried whole. You I know? got you. Yeah, everything. Mm-hmm. Just in case something happens, you know? <laughs> What's going to happen? I don't know, but you never know. <laughs> you got to be prepared for it, right? Well, part of the reason I want to be burned up is because, uh, like, I'm worried about being buried alive, you know? Uh, yeah. Okay, well, that makes sense. <laughs> You've been burned before, so you know you'll wake up, you know? It's like I'm not paranoid enough to want some kind of alarm or something in my casket, yeah. but I'm just like, well, just go ahead and make sure I'm dead, <laughs> you know? Well... I'm going to be buried in Fayette at Rehoboth Church, mm-hmm. so none of my friends from Tuscaloosa will ever come visit me after I'm stuck in the ground, so that'll that be by, fine. Is that by plan? Well, no, I mean, I'm I'm Fayette County to the core, gotcha. you know, mm-hmm. and that's where I was born, and that's where I'll be buried, you know, mm-hmm. plus that's where all my family's buried, all of the Lawrence side of my family. Right. We got plots there already at the church, so, you know. I don't have to pay for anything, and we're good to go. We just stick us there. What do you think about sky burial? I don't know what sky burial is. There are some people groups like over in Europe that do this, where they'll take the deceased and they'll put them up on a uh, like a wooden scaffolding, uh-huh. and they just let the buzzards come eat them. Okay. And when you said sky burial, I was think we rent a plane and push the dead body out of it without a uh, without a parachute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that I might could go for. That, that would just be fun. Con Air. Did it? Yeah. I haven't seen Con Air in a long time, but that's while. twice this week somebody's referenced <laughs> Con Air to me. You know? And all I remember about that movie is that Nicolas Cage was from Alabama in the movie, and he had a really bad accent. <laughs> yes. But listening to this podcast, he doesn't sound that different from me, I don't think. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know about sky burials. But the one thing I do know about Tiny is Peruvian shamans. Okay. Okay. 
This comes from trusted news site, Huffington Post, right? HuffPost.com. Huffington Puffington Post. Yeah. Peruvian shamans use ancestral ritual to predict winner of U.S. election. That sounds legit. Yeah. The shamans rub medicinal plants, fruits, and even a live snake on photos of Biden and Trump. <laughs> okay. Okay. This is from Lima, Peru, um, with incense, smoke, flowers, and photos of President Donald Trump and Democratic rival Joe Biden. Peruvian shamans performed an ancestral ritual on Wednesday for the U.S. elections, but there was little agreement about who would win on the November 3rd ballot. Chanting and blowing a traditional Andean shell instrument, the shamans, dressed in multicolored garb, invoked the Pacamama. That's exactly <laughs> what it says, the Pacamama. Well, so what did the Pacamama say? I don't know. That's a great name for a restaurant, you know? <laughs> Let's go down to Pacamama and, and get some Peruvian food. <laughs> or Mother Earth, which means Mother Earth. Oh, okay. Yeah. For the U.S. vote to take place in peace without attacks or any witchcraft between the rivals. Okay, well, I think we know which side's a line of witchcraft here, okay? Uh, shaman teacher Ana Maria Simone during the ritual held in a low-lit room of an old building uh, in downtown Lima said she was in favor of Biden. This is why we are cleansing him. We have seen that they are attacking him with witchcraft, with a black doll, with a voodoo doll. They are shadowing to remove him, said the shaman with necklaces wrapped around her neck. During the ritual, the shamans dressed in Andean ponchos and cloaks, rubbed medicinal plants, fruits, and even a live snake on the photos of Democratic candidate Biden and Republican Trump. Now, according to a Reuters poll on Wednesday, now this polls change every day. <laughs> It says, among likely voters, Biden leads Trump among likely voters by nine percentage points. I've heard that before. Yeah, right. <laughs> Good energies to Mr. Donald Trump, said the master shaman Pablo Torres, carrying the snake on one of his shoulders after squirting a strange liquid from his mouth onto the image of Trump. <laughs> Why? Because he is deserving. He needs good energies and good vibes from his followers, he said. We are supporters of the gentleman. He will win. He is a winner. So, no, so we've got one, one, shaman, one shaman saying it's going to be Biden and yeah. one shaman saying it's going to be Trump. That's right. Okay. So I imagine this would go to the Supreme Court. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Right? Exactly. Who is the editor that okayed that article? I don't know. Like, <laughs> if I'm in charge, there's some discipline to be <laughs> well, carried out. <laughs> imagine... They're like, uh, go to the, now we know the Huffington Post, right? They go to the editorial board of the Huffington <laughs> yes. Post and they're like, hey boss, uh, Miss, Mrs. Editor or Mr. Editor, I don't know. Uh, we got an article here where shamans are picking the, uh, who's going to win the presidential election down in Peru. Uh, you know, it's either going to be Biden or Trump. And the editor is like, who is it? Well, one of them says Biden, run it. You know, they're like, immediately like, run it. <laughs> run it. <laughs> Post that thing right now. <laughs> Like, well, wait a minute. Oh, no, you said Biden. Go ahead and post it. So, yeah. Once again, a little confused why people are so concerned with what's going on in America. Like, let's let's make Peru great again, you know? <laughs> yes. Right? That's a good point. I yeah. mean, and maybe it's just, it's probably because I'm just stupid. But, yeah. you know, I, I, I follow American politics somewhat. Yeah. Mainly just so I can fit in in conversations in the break room. That's all people talk about. <laughs> yes. Goodness gracious, get over it. And yeah. outside of that, 
I mean, I'm more worried about raising my kids. Right. And yeah. beating level number nine on Mario Brothers, yeah. you know? How about not giving up 600 yards against old Miss? You know? <laughs> That's, That's a bigger point. concern to me over who the president's going to be for 400 years or the next four years. Yeah. Terrible, terrible defense. Yeah, I don't even want to, that was painful. I was I hurt the whole way through that game. You know, I would like to think that I, me, you yeah. know, nearly 40 years old could get out there and made one of those missed right. tackles. Just one. Yeah. Well, I'm going back. I've pulled out the old PlayStation. I've downloaded all my records as a coach mm-hmm. on college football, NCAA, I think eleven. And uh, I'm sending them to Coach Saban right now and applying for defensive coordinator. I feel like I could do no worse, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, it worked on the video game. <laughs> yeah, right. It worked on the video game. It can't be that much different. All I need to do is know which one to call, right? Yeah. You know, just pick the right one. I'll be fine. So, yeah, guys, quit diving for their ankles when yeah. you're like a yard away from them. I, the whole time. We were watching that game. I was going, we're going to lose. Now, Deidre went to the bedroom because she does not care about mm-hmm. football. The kids were all upstairs except Libby, who was sitting downstairs with me, but she was watching her iPad. And uh, the whole time I was just talking to myself, like, we're going to lose this game. Like, <laughs> we are going to lose this game. But luckily, game ball goes to the old Miss Center who fumbled a snap <laughs> one time. And, and that really is the only thing that caught, that allowed us to win that game. Yep. Yeah. Wild. Wild. I mean, kudos to Ole Miss. They're going to be, I feel like in a few years, they're going to be a really good team. And Saban will probably retire, and then we'll get beat by them every year. Mm-hmm. That's fine with me. Lane, as long as we didn't lose <laughs> yesterday. But yeah, well, people forget Lane Kiffin took our running back, Blake Sims, a backup running back, and turned him into like an all-SEC quarterback one year. He did. Yeah. And the, kid, the guy can coach. He can, yeah. Anyways, that's Talking Sports with John and Tiny <laughs> and Talking Peruvian Shamans with John and Tiny. I feel like if the Peruvian Shamans had weighed in yeah. on Alabama's defense, they would have agreed yeah. how terrible it was. Well, somebody down in Peru's got a voodoo doll for our defense. <laughs> you know, we haven't been good at any game. I didn't watch the Texas A&M game, so I don't know if we were good at that game or not. Mm-hmm. But against Missouri, we weren't great. And against Ole Miss, we weren't great. Georgia's going to score like 8 million points against us, <laughs> and they're going to beat us because their defense is good. I mean, yeah, they have yeah. a legit good defense. So, I don't know. Maybe we could just outscore them because I got all the faith in the world in Mac, our quarterback, mm-hmm. but which everybody thought he wasn't going to be starting. They thought it was going to be Bryce Jones, and I would just like to give a cup of shut-up juice to all y'all <laughs> on Facebook who said that for eight months when I was going, Mac's going to be the man. Well, John – how about I tell you about a big snake? <laughs> Take my mind off of this game, okay? That's all I need to do. Huge python caught in the Everglades sets a new record. Two Florida python hunters caught the longest Burmese python ever captured in Florida. A female measured 18.9 feet. Which oh, wow. At that point, you should just say 19, shouldn't you? I would I mean, think so, on. yeah. But I guess for world record purposes, you got to be exact, <laughs> yeah. right? said that it beat the state's previous record for length of 18.8. So no one still a big yeah. snake. Uh, Ryan Asburn and Kevin Pavlidis were out looking for pythons in the Everglades last week when they spotted a snake's tail sticking out of the marshes near a levee that's only accessible to licensed python contractors and water management district workers. Wait a minute, so you could get a license to catch pythons? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, honestly, I thought that the Python menace was to the degree in the Everglades that you could just 
kill them. That's what I thought. I didn't too. think you needed a license. Yeah, I thought it was like Nutria in Louisiana. It says licensed. Nutria. Yeah, it says licensed Python contractor. So maybe these are people who are specially hired to go out. Okay, the state. Like, we don't have state enough. Goal, of course, we ain't <laughs> for got enough some people with reason. Guns. I don't know how this happened, but guys, we have a redneck shortage in Florida. Every place <laughs> right. we got to hire people to go out and get them. I would, that might be the job for us, Tiny. <laughs> what if we had a, like a one of those airboat things, a fan boat things, and yeah. we just rolled around and killed pythons? All I mean, if they'll let me take my shotgun. Yeah, I mean that's it. Can we? Can you shoot them? Well, we ain't got to catch them, right? <laughs> I mean, I ain't pulling one of them up in the boat catching with me. Them is out for yeah, me, dog. Right. Okay, <laughs> let's just kill not happening. What kills pot? Like what natural predator kills pythons in wherever pythons are? Do it? Do they have one? I mean, you know, gators can, sure. can kill pythons, right? But it's kind of you know, it depends on how big the python. Is. Right. Yeah, it ain't gonna, it's gonna be tough. Pi- there's pythons that kill gators too, right? So yeah. it really just depends, I suppose. We, there's a there's a python problem, and I feel like we're the man to take care of it. <laughs> I was thinking like if there was a bird of prey or something, let's yeah. release them. But then I'll throw the next thing off in our ecosystem. What's going to be your armament for python hunting? I'll take a twenty two out there and lay them down all day long. A twenty two? Heck yeah, man! I should. Them right through the face. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I feel like this python here, this uh, almost 20 foot, it's going to laugh at that 22. No, when I pump 15 straight rounds <laughs> into it, you know? Okay. Like, I, I am lethal with a 22. Mm-hmm. My old 22 that I have my whole life, bare sides, no scope, I will lay anything down with it. <laughs> okay. All right? I will. People are like, what are you going to do when the world collapses? Well, I'm taking my 22 and I'm going to kill people with it. You know? Well, I feel like a 22 would work a lot better. It's going to work a lot better against looters than pythons, yeah. I would think. But also, really effective against body armor, people don't know. It is. Yeah, 22s are, right? But yeah. I'm shooting you right between the forehead or like right <laughs> between the eyeballs with it from the my roof of my house. You will never get close to me. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I mean, now. The other side in that scenario is going to have way more armament than me. Yeah. You know, and they'll just they'll just shoot me uh, off the roof of my house, and then I'll die, <laughs> and they'll take all my stuff. And that's fine if that's what happens. Yeah, people should I, – I don't get the hate for 22s. They're great rifles. But I'm not convinced they would be great for python hunting. Yeah. Heck we'll just yeah, they find would. out. The majority of the pythons aren't going to be 18 foot long, Right. Right. How many other snakes have I killed with a twenty-two in my life? Tell me, how uh, many? Maybe, maybe twenty. Okay, all right. Over the course of the time I've been shooting it, hmm. so I feel like I could get them and do be just fine. I'm going twelve gauge and uh, well, you gotta get up close and to a machete. Them. You're gonna have to get real close to them. I've seen anaconda before. Okay, <laughs> you're gonna have to get real close to them. Yeah, well, this anaconda don't want one. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm going to let you go up with your 12 gauge. I'm going to stand, you know, 50 yards back and I'll take out the python for you while it's wrapped around your leg. Tell you what, he better be hungry. <laughs> He's going to have to be 18 foot long to wrap me up. That's true. That's true. Yeah. But 18 foot long python kill a kid, I would think, right? Oh, yeah. Not that a lot of children are wandering the Everglades <laughs> unsupervised. Not anymore. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like an 18-foot python would do it. Uh, I can't wait for somebody to call in and tell me how wrong I am about my 22 <laughs> versus python. Maybe tape. that'll turn into the next uh, pineapple pizza debate. But <laughs> like I, would, grow up like I will lay some stuff down with my 22. You don't know, squirrels, <laughs> whatever. I will lay them down. What kind of 1022 you guys? A Ruger 1022? It's a Remington. Remington, okay. Yeah. Is a Remington 15 shot. They would load that bad boy in there like a musket man. You know, it's got that thing, no clip. 
or yeah. magazine or whatever people call them. It's got the tube, right? Yeah, tube it's got fed. the tube. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll load you. I will lay you down with anybody. I feel like I can outshoot anybody with that rifle. I've shot with it my whole life, though, so I feel like I'm pretty good. There's a video way back on my Instagram of Thomas shooting it. No, that may have been my other one. I got another one that is a, uh, oh, what what Ruger 22. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's short, though. It's like a kid's one. Man, they got a picture of this thing here. <laughs> we went way off the rails on this <laughs> article. This thing stretches. They got a picture of it. It snakes. It. It stretches across the entire length of the road. Yeah, that's a big old boy. It said, uh, uh, Asburn, who makes a living catching pythons and making products with the skins. He oh, says yeah, he put some boots out there. <laughs> he said he's probably captured a couple hundred of snakes since joining the Water Management District Python Elimination Program a couple okay. years ago. He was hired last year to make footballs made of python skin for the Miami Super Bowl. Ah, uh, he says, this was the toughest capture yet. It took every ounce of my strength to catch this snake. I would normally never catch a python by the rear, but in this case, Kevin was there, and he was able to get her head once he, she realized what was happening. Okay. Golly. That's, I, I mean, not. that's intense. Not an 18-foot python. <laughs> no. I might pick up a four-foot one, <laughs> you know? That is a crazy, yeah. crazy big snake that they caught with their hands. Yeah. And uh, set a new world record. I mean, good for them. I mean, it's gonna make a lot of boots. <laughs> I would want, I would want a shotgun, but I mean, I would take uh, John's twenty-two over catching that thing with my hands right. any day. <laughs> you pop that thing in the head with a twenty-two, it's gonna roll around for a little bit, but it'll. I was it'll gonna say, die. it's probably gonna roll around for a while. Yeah, but it'll die <laughs> eventually. It'll die. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, regular snakes will you can cut the head off and they'll roll around for a while. So same, same difference to me. Well, let's move on here to just a wild headline. Okay. Okay. This is from LGBTQNation.com, and the headline reads, Transgender man sues Amazon for pregnancy and gender identity discrimination. So Sean Simmons, a transgender man, has filed a federal lawsuit against Amazon, alleging that he was discriminated against uh, after he became pregnant. Okay, so this is a this is a man who's identifying as a woman, correct? I think this is a woman who is identifying as a man. Yeah, I'm sorry, I had it backwards. Yeah, yes, right. you're correct. But I don't know. But this isn't the movie Junior. Like this isn't a man <laughs> that's pregnant with a baby, right? <laughs> I thought about that movie a long time. That was uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? Yeah, Arnold and Schwarzenegger was, was pregnant. Yeah, and Danny DeVito, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the great comedy duos of our time, <laughs> Schwarzenegger and DeVito. Um, Simmons was a warehouse worker for the online behemoth before he was fired. The lawsuit also names two of his, two of his former supervisors. Simmons alleges that the two outed him to other employees, spurring more harassment and discrimination from his coworkers. Simmons claims that after he informed his supervisors that he was pregnant, they began to criticize his work performance in an attempt to demote him. His co-workers, he said, verbally abused and harassed him and once confronted him in the bathroom. After he complained to HR, he was placed on paid leave. But when he returned, he was assigned to lift heavy objects like large bags of dog food. When he asked for a different position due to his pregnancy, he was placed on leave again and required to submit verification from his doctor that he was actually pregnant before he was allowed to return to work. 
He said he was also denied a promotion to another facility where he could have escaped the harassment. Simmons is suing for harassment based on gender, pregnancy, discrimination, failure to accommodate a medical condition, and retaliation. He is suing his former supervisors for aiding and abetting discrimination, and he seeks reinstatement to his job, back pay, restoration of lost benefits, legal fees, and cost, and expungement of his employment record with Amazon. And I'm sure there's some other damages in there, too. <laughs> you know, like yeah. you don't sue Amazon for just back pay. Right, right. right. Yeah, you got some emotional and pain and suffering in there, too. I, they didn't put that in here, but he's stupid if he's not. In 2017, a married couple who worked in a warehouse in Kentucky sued Amazon for anti-trans discrimination and harassment, too. So they've got a a record of getting sued for this. <laughs> Not good for Amazon. Uh, and that couple's complaint alleged that they were targets of slurs and sexual harassment. So this lady, I feel like, or man. This, this pregnant man. <laughs> this pregnant man. Not Arnold Schwarzenegger. Right. Now, if we're going to believe science... As I'm told to do, <laughs> this is technically a woman who identifies as a man. I right? think the correct terminology is biologically a woman. Okay, yeah. She's biologically <laughs> yes. a woman uh, who identifies as a man. I've got no problem. People can do whatever they want to, right? And that's fine. I don't mind calling this biologically female person a man. It's fine with me. So this dude, <laughs> I feel like, is about to get pretty rich off all of this, you know? <laughs> yeah. Because... And, you know, if you come back with documentation that they're pregnant, that mm-hmm. you're pregnant, and they're still like, hey, go be moving that dog food around this <laughs> right. stuff, then you are screwed. Yeah. You know? So I feel like she's about to get paid. Now, it ain't going to hurt Bezos at all. No. You know? No. She could sue him for $100 million, and he won't even notice it, right? If she didn't, if she won. Yeah, right. Yeah, if she yeah. won. Yeah. He just brushed that off. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, well, you know? They, I read an article, this was a while back, but they said he is on track to become the world's first trillionaire. Okay. Which sounds ridiculous. It does sound ridiculous. What do you think, though, that there would need to be like uh, 28 other ones of him to cover our national deficit? <laughs> that gets really crazy. Yes. <laughs> but, uh yeah, so I I don't I'm not for if this lady was pregnant, then her supervisors have really screwed up. Mm-hmm. But then again, maybe they were like, "Well, you're not a girl, you know, like a yeah, like if you're you know, a man, you should be able to do the job that a man does." <laughs> well, but like, what if they never knew? Like, I hired a transgender person at Roly Poly one mm-hmm. time. I never knew they were transgender the whole time. It was a guy to a female, and then one day. She was like, hey, I, I just wanted to thank you. You've been so cool and accepting and welcoming of me. And she was African-American. And I was like, well, yeah, you're not the only African-American who works here. You know, like, <laughs> like, I, I'm cool with that. You know, I know I sound country and I'm from a small <laughs> town, but that's really not a big deal. And she was like, no, I'm transgender. And I was like, oh, well, I didn't even know. You know, I was like, in my head, I was like, I thought you were an ugly girl, you know? <laughs> but, you know, she was a good employee and I had no problems with her. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, but I, I just, it never dawned on me that there mm-hmm. was any kind of other, that she was any other gender right. or anything, which kudos to me, credit to Progressive John <laughs> for that, by the way. You know? Yeah. 
And I was like, I, I don't care if you're black. You know, it's no big deal. She was like, well, no, I'm <laughs> transgender. I was like, oh, okay. And Josh was like, get the heck out. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get out of here. <laughs> yeah. But she did say her last job was like that. Everybody treated her bad right. and stuff. And I would be like, well, everybody here is cool. Like, we, we mm-hmm. don't care. Like, as long as you're coming in and chopping onions when we tell you to do and doing what you're supposed to do, <laughs> yes. you're going to be fine. Now, if you suck at your job, you were going to get hated on because these people have been working here for like eight years and mm-hmm. they all are really good at their job. So, yeah. Anyways, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Maybe her boss didn't know and didn't believe her or him and thought mm-hmm. he was just playing. And like, oh, yeah, I'm pregnant. And they're like, well, get out of here, Sean. Go move that dog food or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But once you get documentation showing that you're pregnant, then you better be like, oh, I am so sorry, and you're going on light duty, and you know what? But I mean, we're also, and I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Yeah, what kind of documentation? Like a pregnancy test from your doctor, maybe an ultrasound. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but I feel like, I mean, if you really want to go hardline, could that not be faked? It could be. You know? It could. We're be. just we're. I feel we're living in an age where you can't believe anything. <laughs> you know? It's true. It's all Trump's fault for his fake news stance, <laughs> by the way. Uh, yeah, I mean that is true. It could be faked, but you gonna? I mean, I would say Amazon needed to err on the side of caution here, <laughs> right? Because right? now it's going to cost to them. protect themselves for liability wise. Well, John, <laughs> let's talk about a. $100 white rag that identifies as a wedding dress. Okay. On Wish.com. Okay. <laughs> now, we've been big fans of Wish, right? <laughs> yeah. We had a whole segment in our patron show about we did. Wish reviews one time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we both talked openly about the strange Wish ads we get on <laughs> yes. our Facebook. Yeah. We might bring, we need to bring that back too. We should. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. But anyway, Bride is heartbroken. Okay. Heartbroken, John. Heartbroken. That her $100 wedding dress from Wish looked nothing like the photos. <laughs> okay. Your first clue as a bride should be that it was $100. <laughs> you know? yes. uh, you got to set your expectations <laughs> low. You can't even buy a suit to be in a wedding for $100, right? She says that uh, she felt like her wedding was ruined after her $100 wedding dress arrived. But looked vastly different from the online <laughs> pictures. <laughs> a bride to be was horrified after buying a one hundred and seven dollar wedding dress online, only to discover it didn't look anything like that. Megan Taylor, twenty three, bought the dress secondhand through an online retailer, Wish, uh, which was shown in photos as a floor length flowing lace gown with an off the shoulder heart shaped neck design. But Miss Taylor wasn't expecting to find the dress she unwrapped, when, which she said barely fit her, and it rode up her legs when she put it on. Well, I mean, hey, <laughs> got to get to that garter somehow, right? <laughs> the mother of one from Canada who is planning a wedding to her fiancé, Keith, shared photos of herself in the dress online, saying, on another episode of what we ordered and we actually got, my face tells exactly how I'm feeling. Now, here's the photo, John. Okay. Are you ready for the reveal? I'm ready. (laughs) I couldn't be more ready. Check the show notes, people. Okay. (laughs) All right. I don't see. It looks like a $100 dress from Wish. It looks like a $100 wedding dress you would order from Wish. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what she was expecting. Well, this is what she was expecting. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I can see your confusion. Uh, But have you never been bit by Wish before? No, I've never ordered anything from Wish. (laughs) I've never. And I never will because I know. Somebody knew, right? Surely, yeah. Somebody had to know. 
Like, <laughs> like I, I'm aware enough to know yes. not to order anything from Wish. <laughs> They'll have like ten thousand dollar watches on Wish.com for five bucks for like a hundred bucks. <laughs> and you're like, that ain't that ain't right, you know? Like they don't sell Rolexes for that price. Uh, she says that uh, she was heartbroken. Uh, she. Ms. Taylor said after trying on the dress, she immediately asked for her money back from Wish, but claims, get this, she was denied a refund. Of course, she received a wedding dress. Shocker. Yeah. <laughs> right. Wish, the, the company, based out of China, <laughs> yeah. didn't want to give you a refund. That's right. Shocking. I did ask for my money back, she said, but they had told me that I needed the original packaging in the box that it had come in, which I didn't keep. That's how they get you. <laughs> Every time. I know. I tell Dieter she's ordered all this stuff on Amazon. I was like, you better save all that in case you need to send it back. Uh, she continued to push for her money back. She then proceeded to tell them that this ruined my wedding and I was expecting the dress and the photo. Uh, oh, it, it does say here they did finally return her money. She okay. said after sharing the photo, she hoped some people might get a kick out of it. It's, we yeah. got a kick, kick yeah, out of it. I did. Thank you, ma'am. <laughs> the bride-to-be said she plans on holding her wedding when coronavirus restrictions are eased. So, okay, not a bad plan. Well, I mean, heads up for the groom. All right, you're marrying an idiot, number one. <laughs> you just need to know that going in. You may already know it, and that's fine, and that's cool if you do. But if you don't, you're marrying somebody that's dumb, and well, you need I mean, to know that. She is an attractive lady. So. She's somewhat attractive, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she ain't as good as the dress model was, <laughs> you know? She, she don't look good in that, that dress. That could be part of the problem, you know? <laughs> But, but I don't understand how this could ruin your wedding that you're not even had yet, right? I mean, just get another wedding dress or get that one altered to make it what you want to do. I don't know. Weddings are the most absurd thing in the world, Yeah. by the way. You know, I mean, I know women. Come on, just the way we... The way yeah. we do them. And the stuff. way we yeah. do it. Right. Hey, I got you. My wife spent like $700 on a wedding dress. Of course, we got married a long time ago. I'm sure prices have went up for wedding dresses. <laughs> yes. And she only wore it once. You know, mm-hmm. like, why would you... $700 on a one-time use item is stupid. <laughs> well, you know? Hey, let's hand it to the salesman oh, yeah. who, who figured out <laughs> that you could charge that much for wedding But then dresses. you think about it, it's like, let's get all these people together to watch us get married. You mm-hmm. know, like, and nobody enjoys going to weddings ever, right? <laughs> I've been to some fun weddings. Well, I I've been to, to some fun weddings yes. too, but I've never looked forward to going to a wedding ever in my life. And for the bride, mainly, they stress out about their wedding for a year, right? Right. maybe more, depending on how long the engagement is, right? And they put all this effort into having the perfect wedding or the perfect day and all that. And then nobody ever talks about it again. Like, <laughs> I've never sat around and been like, you know, I went to that wedding and it was really beautiful. The flowers were amazing, right? <laughs> right. You know, and it's just absurd. It's absurd, too. Number one, this is my main problem with weddings. I'm getting to the root of the issue. Number one, women get their own theme song, get to walk down the middle aisle, and everybody stands up and stuff. Yeah. And then we just have to walk out like some side door and stand up at the front <laughs> like a chump, you know? I mean, even the groomsmen get to come down the center aisle, you know? I don't get it. I don't get it. This is number one. Well, also, I had to buy an engagement ring. I don't get anything. I got a $60 gold wedding band on, and that was it, mm-hmm. you know? That seems a little unfair to me. I'm just saying. <laughs> they get to spend all this money on a beautiful dress. I had to go rent a tuxedo to wear. Mm-hmm. You know? That I turned back in after it was over with, <laughs> made sure it didn't have any stains on it. <laughs> it's very unfair. Okay. The, I feel like I feel like the patriarchy should have worked this out more <laughs> in our favor. You know? 
<laughs> and no one, like her family didn't give me three goats and a cow, you know, <laughs> there's no dowry or anything involved. Yeah. This yeah. is somehow, I don't know. We really lost it's our group on weddings. But the biggest thing is that, you know, I know like uh, McClay, you know, McClay who used to live here. She just got married this weekend. McClay, Eddie and Heather's daughter okay, yeah. in Missouri. Mm-hmm. We wanted to go. We just couldn't work it out yeah, because I love McClay and she like used to come over and play at our house all the time. Well, I'm sure she's stressed all out over her wedding, mm-hmm. and I'm sure her wedding was absolutely beautiful. I hadn't really seen any pictures or anything. But even if I'd have went, there wasn't like in a week I'd be like, man, that was a beautiful wedding. You know? <laughs> yeah. and nobody does that. And you spend all this time and effort on it. I don't get it. Hmm. That's my take on weddings. That's talking weddings with John and Tiny. Randy's wedding was nice. Who is Randy? Hall. Oh, yeah, Randy Hall. Yeah, okay, yeah. It was. I nice. was more impressed by the buffet spread. Yeah, now they, they have on. some food they <laughs> yeah. went down with. Yeah, uh, shout out to my boss who played the wedding, uh, the uh, reception. You okay. Know? Yeah, that was he was in the band. You didn't even know you were the presence know. of furniture royalty. <laughs> Did not there. even recognize. Yeah. I mean, you don't book Mike and the Memories if you're not planning on a big <laughs> shindig. I got it, one of his CDs in my car too. We should listen to it. <laughs> okay. Which he and I rode somewhere, and I think he's pretty much a regular listener now. And I, nice. I, I wish I would have thought of having it like queued up in my CD player. We I made him listen to it the whole way because that would have been fun <laughs> for me. Maybe not for him. Yeah. Okay. So, anyways, ladies, if you're ordering stuff off a of wish and you're expecting your wedding to don't, go well, yeah. don't order stuff off wish. Okay. <laughs> Very true. Even but, you know, even their cheap sex toys are going to be a disappointment. <laughs> I assure you. <laughs> <laughs> Tiny assures you. So he's speaking from experience. I I, I feel like. Um, all right, next up, we've got another Huffington Post article. Florida woman out of luck when winning lottery ticket gets lost in the mail. How mad would you be? Why Why do you stick it in the mail? I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe we'll get into it and, and find out in this article. Because, of course, I didn't read it beforehand. But, right. <laughs> Uh, a woman who won $1,000, okay, $1,000, in a second chance drawing uh, on a July 29th isn't getting her prize because her certified letter she sent to the Florida Lottery headquarters never arrived. Wow. Well, now, a certified letter, that has to arrive, it's right? It's supposed to arrive. If it don't arrive, doesn't she get $1,000 in insurance? <laughs> Look, it's probably mixed in with some Trump ballots that got thrown away. <laughs> Everybody knows. We've all seen the stories. Um, it's kind of wild. They're finding a lot of ballots in the trash and on the side of the road and stuff. I mean, I'm just saying. Well, since we're talking about this, I just want to go ahead and fact check the article. Yeah. Because I read that little fact check that Facebook puts under that. Sure. It said, uh, what was it, nine ballots for Trump were found in the garbage. That's right. not true, John. Oh, yeah? Seven Trump okay. ballots were found in the all garbage. Right. Two were unopened, and we don't know who they were for. Okay. okay. All right. Um, <laughs> by the way, Facebook, I am registered to vote. Like, <laughs> how do I get that message to them to let them know? Like, <laughs> right. It's killing me. Every time I get on, like, I am registered. I've been registered to vote since I was 18. Well, leave me alone. <laughs> okay. All right. Back to the article. Sue Bird just told WFLA that officials in Tallahassee Tallahassee told her no ticket, no prize. Ooh, Mm. they're drawing a hard line. The second chance lottery prize gives winners limited time to turn in a ticket to claim the prize. Their options are either to put the ticket in a drop box at a local lottery office, which were not then open to the public due to the coronavirus, or mail them to headquarters. 
Burgess told the television station she felt it would be safer to send the ticket via certified mail with this postal service. The tracking information shows the ticket arrived at Tallahassee Post Office at 7.12 a.m. on August 12th, but the online tracking shows the ticket was never delivered to the lottery office. When Burgess called, lottery officials told her that without a ticket, the prize would go to an alternate winner. Oh, no. Yeah, it's tough. Let me just stop right here and say, we don't have this problem in Alabama. <laughs> no, <Okay>. we don't. <laughs> we have no problems like this in Alabama. Miss Burgess would never have this problem in Alabama. In the second chance game, the lottery has a record of winners because players register their name and contact information. Burgess told the station she was notified she won by a lottery official who called to give her the good news. Typically, lottery winners of more than $600 can submit winning tickets in person. Like I said, it was closed during the COVID-19 pandemic. Burgess says she was told that she could send the ticket via certified mail, um, and she did. I don't know why they would state that again. They just stated it like two paragraphs before. Burgess said there was a one-week time frame to submit the ticket, but she missed an email about being a winner, and by the time the office called her, she only had days to get the ticket postmarked. That's why you chose certified mail, Burgess told the station. With COVID, I understand the mail is a little bit slow, but for safety's sake, certified mail usually has priority. Um, Lottery officials told WFLA the claim was never received at the headquarters, the claims department told Burgess to contact the Postal Service. Oh, she's in the runaround now, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so we never got it. You got to call the post office. Post office is like, they got it, you know? We've all been there with something like a water bill or whatever. Um, it says, if the package arrives, the lottery officials told the station they would bend the rules and pay Burgess $1,000 if it was postmarked by the original deadline. Um, Mrs. Burgess' situation is, un- is an unusual circumstance, and to our knowledge, no other winner has experienced a similar issue, they said. Hmm. So they're basically calling her a liar. You know, right. Like, no, you didn't win. You're trying to pull a fast one on us or whatever. Or you missed it, and now you're saying you mailed it. But she ought to have that little stub from a certified mail that yeah. she could say. And, and it did provide tracking information and everything else. But, I mean... Recently came out as rich. I wouldn't sweat this much over a thousand dollars. Well, I would. <laughs> I would be so upset. Oh yeah, I would be like, well, I don't even don't, didn't want to tithe on that anyways. <laughs> be like, well, yeah, I guess my kids just aren't going to eat this week. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Tara. No new clothes. <laughs> Which, by the way, Tara runs a successful Facebook marketplace. I mean, she is. She will post some stuff for sale. She you does. Know? I, I respect her for it too. <laughs> yeah. Because I was looking in our closet yesterday as I was hanging up laundry because I'm a good husband and I will do laundry. Mm-hmm. And I was just looking at all this stuff. I was like, man, Deidre doesn't wear. And I don't. Same for me. I don't wear hardly half of my clothes. And I was like, we should get rid of this. But then I was like. I don't feel like doing all that right now. And I'll never think about it again. But Tara gets Tara, rid of it. she'll sell it. In a heartbeat. Yeah. Only worn once. You know, whatever. Still got tags on it. You know what's just like winning the lottery, Tiny? <laughs> no, I don't. Okay, Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Nice. Everybody knows it. Everybody's <laughs> using it. It's the most popular Cajun spice in the world. It's world famous, and we want to thank them for their support. Check them out at CajunCurl.com. You can order the spice and their Cajun Curl Cutter for Potatoes right there on CajunCurl.com. 
It was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it's the seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, and anything else you can think of putting it on. Shout out to my boss again, Shane. Put it on some tuna this week. He's nice. making some tuna salad. All right. And he said it was delicious. So put that in your back pocket. You make a tuna salad. Put a little put a little on there. The spiral potato cutter is absolutely amazing. It's easy to use. It's easy to clean. And it will allow you to make your own chips using the Cajun curl spice. Now, we all know they're back ordered right now on them. So, mm-hmm. you know, it may take a little bit to get them in. But if you order one, I'm sure Squirrel, Squirrel will get it to you. Brandon will get it to you. Yes. On their website, CajunGirl.com, you can not only order the Bayou Butter Spice and the chip cutter, but you'll also find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. Here locally, it's available at March Martin downtown Northport, the Piggly Wiggly on Lurleen Wallace in Northport, South Spinus Meats over on 10th Avenue, and the Vowels Fresh Market out on Skyland Boulevard. All of their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, it's low salt, it has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. World-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check them out at CajunCurl.com and use our promo code EOP10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. That's right. All right, John, you know things. How about we I ask do. you questions? I, do. I know a lot. And now it's time for Ask John Questions About Stuff. Okay, this first question comes from Theo Rocks. Can Alabama ever truly be a basketball school? Well, we're getting closer. Mm-hmm. I'll say that much. Uh, the new coach, Nate Oates, yes. but Bringing down some recruits from Canada? Yeah, right. He does. Yeah, we do have some recruits from Canada. Uh, I would say yes, because people forget when Wimp Sanderson was here, before he got fired for slapping his secretary around, (laughs) we were going to the Sweet 16 every year and winning. The second Alabama has the most league basketball championships, the second most league basketball championships behind Kentucky. Now, I don't think we'll ever be to Kentucky's level, Mm -hmm. but I think we can be a respectable basketball school. Yes. It is my hopes that we will be. Right. Jacqueline asks, why do Baptists not consume alcohol when it's in the Bible? Okay. Also in the Bible, it says, <laughs> don't be drunk. All right? That's true. Don't be drunk on wine. All right? I think that's one reason. I think number two is it's just our thing, you know? Yeah. Right. Now, I, I've heard this said before, and I don't, I've never confirmed it, that there are more pro-alcohol scriptures than anti-alcohol scriptures in the Bible. But I think it's a lot to do with uh, if you get drunk, you lose self-control, you make poor decisions, Mm -hmm. that type of thing, you know? Yeah, well, as far as the New Testament is concerned, it's pretty much, there's nothing against alcohol itself, but it's it's not in favor of drunkenness, and it does say that uh, your uh, deacons should be temperate. Yes. So. Right. So as a deacon. But, you know, but being Baptist, we have to take everything to, you know, to the the nth degree. (laughs) Right. Yeah, that's true. Why is a blueberry called a blueberry, but a strawberry isn't called a red berry? (laughs) Why is a blueberry called a blueberry, but a strawberry is not called 
a red berry. That would be because strawberries were originally grown in the straw. <laughs> okay. There you go. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Everybody knows that. When EOP becomes the biggest podcast on the planet and you're flush with cash, what is going to be your first impulse purchase? Okay. I will buy a Rolex Daytona Panda. Those are a good twenty to $60,000 watch, depending on what model you're getting. But that would be um, my one purchase I would buy. I like watches, love watches. You know, mm-hmm. I know people these days are like, why do you wear a watch? You've got phone, you know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I but, think I've said that. <laughs> but watches are cool. An important man wear watches. And one day I hope to be an important man. <laughs> but I don't necessarily like Rolexes, but I love that watch. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. Okay. Nicole asked, how do I sound like I was actually paying attention during a five-hour long work-related webcast? All right. This is going to be harder for females than males because I feel this is bred into males, but males will always remember the last four or five words someone said to them, even if they're not listening, right? Right. And you just have to develop that skill to be able to repeat the last four or five words that were said. So you can then come back and BS your way for a little bit if you're called upon to ask a question. Mm -hmm. Uh, and like I say, I don't know if females can develop that skill, but males certainly can. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And if you're asked a question that you don't understand, mm-hmm. I have found that now it, it don't always get you out of a jam. But right. if you can say, could you explain, could you elaborate? True. Right. <laughs> you know, or, get them to explain the question a little bit more. Right. Give you a little bit more time to think. Sometimes that can help. You well, out. and if it's like a telecall, like a, a teleconference mm-hmm. or a Zoom meeting or whatever, you can always go with, I'm sorry you cut out right in the middle of that. <laughs> right. You know, those are all useful <laughs> things to use. Yeah. <laughs> this uh, comes from D. Hendrick. Should I write John and the EOP party instead of voting for Kanye in the birthday party? <laughs> Hashtag EOP 2020. I would vote for Tiny. Like, out of the two of us. That was not the question. You should vote for Tiny. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mind you writing in the John and the the EOP party, but Tiny is clearly our president. Nicole also asked, uh, Star Trek or Star Wars and why? Are you telling me those aren't the same thing? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And last question. What's the best way to get rid of underwear you no longer need? Okay. Throw it away. Right? Just throw it away? Yeah. There's no way you can recycle or... Well, now, growing up, my mom would use old underwear to dust with. Okay. You know, she'd wash it, of course. And then (laughs) it just became dust rags for her. Yeah. Yeah. But if you don't, if you got a pair that's no good, I I can't, I don't understand the concept of throwing away underwear (laughs) because I I keep my underwear forever. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I would throw it, just just chunk it in the trash. Don't make it more complicated than it has to be. I feel like nowadays you could probably just put them on and take some Polaroids and sell them for 50 bucks. <laughs> that's probably true. But that's just well, me. did a female ask that question or a man? <laughs> a female. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can get but rid of them. I think it'll one. work for men, too, yeah. in this day and age. A friend of mine's <laughs> wife has sold several undergarments on Facebook. Okay. I don't want to name the friend, but his wife has sold several undergarments on Facebook. That might be something you look at, right? Yeah. There's a nice little side revenue. Yeah. Yeah. And as long as you're willing to meet up the weirdos that want to buy it, then you're good. It was funny you say that. Uh, (laughs) Just so happens there's an unmarried dude that's balding and in his 40s 
loves my wife's secondhand underwear. Yeah, right. <laughs> loves them. That's good for him. <laughs> yeah. But one one woman's trash is another man's treasure. All right. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. You don't ever want that dude to know where she lives or y'all live or anything, right? Right. You know, we're meeting in a in a neutral site. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. What do you say we go to the phones? Okay. Our first voicemail comes from Anonymous. Hi, guys. I just wanted to tell you that you guys have an amazing podcast. And I heard about you guys in that story show. And, yeah, thank you for doing what you're doing. Doing it. Thank you so much, Anonymous. Thank you. And I just want to say... Credit to the guy who wrote the ad for that story show, because this apparently weren't really good. Whoever that dude is, is a talented writer, okay? Yeah. I don't know how much of it was changed from the original draft, but it's pulled some listeners in. Our second voicemail comes from Nate. Ain't heard from Nate. Oh, yeah, man. Nate's probably been busy with school. Probably. Uh, Hey, this is Nathan. I haven't left a message for a while, and I just decided... Sure, why not? I'll do one now. I'm not super busy. Um, John, you said you were 130 pounds in high school? I mean, man, you must have been skinny. I was. I'm 130 pounds now, and I'm only in 8th grade. I was 130 pounds in 8th grade, too. Though I just want to point that out. You check the fat middle school football roster, I weighed 132 pounds on it, okay? Yeah. I hit, that was the end of my gross part, by the way. <laughs> I haven't grown since eighth grade. I'm not a big kid. I'm just, I'm actually quite tall and skinny. Um, I'm just wondering how you were 130 pounds in high school. Genetics. And I actually went to a flea market. Didn't see any um, throwing stars. I did see a butterfly knife, though. Okay. Um, did have enough money for that. No. Did want to get like a forty dollar knife, but I didn't have forty dollars. So, um, I had a really good gyro there. All right, I will talk to you later. Or, and I did this again. I will listen to you. Listen to me later. Bye. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, flea market gyros. If you can't get a forty dollar butterfly knife, right. if uh, you like dancing the line between food poisoning and good food, a flea market is where you need to go, right? (laughs) And I've walked that line many times in my life. I'm not saying that negatively in any way. Yeah. I feel like you tried to get on because I was a skinny kid, but I don't feel bad about it. I can't control that, you know? I can control being fat, but I would drink like protein shakes and stuff and eat snacks and food all that. I just couldn't gain weight. I had a super high metabolism. Oh, what is that? Is the Lord coming back? <laughs> what if that's what Gabriel's trumpet sounds like? <laughs> I hope not. Worst trumpet like, player ever. It sounds like that trumpet come from Nate's flea market. <laughs> they, they bought it off of Wish.com. <laughs> All right. And last voicemail of the day comes from Jacqueline. Hey, guys. It's Jacqueline calling from deepest, darkest, my parents' basement because I am still not in my house that was promised to me to be finished over a month ago. Well, imagine a contractor not meeting a deadline. 
just yeah. imagine that. And the contractors are perfect because whatever they're doing is somebody else's fault. Right. You know, that's mm-hmm. they have the perfect thing. You know, if you get them to come in and fix something, they're like, well, whoever did this for me didn't know what they were doing. Or yeah. if they're building something. We got to get the concrete guy in here yeah. first right. to lay something. That's exactly. If they're building whatever. It's like, well, are we waiting on him. We'll be able to finish it up. You know, and I just keep putting it off on somebody else. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. I feel you. Anyway, enough about that. Um, John, I may have to give you a, a suspension from the Canadian sisterhood about this whole Rick Moranis thing. <laughs> Rick Moranis is an amazing person and Canadian, but also the reason he's not in Hollywood anymore is because his wife died in 1997 of breast cancer and he decided not to be in the spotlight and raise his two children. So I hope maybe now you feel a little more love towards our national treasure, Moranis. <laughs> Would you like to respond to that? Well, okay, I, I, I don't feel anymore. <laughs> I think he's a solid guy for raising his kids and everything, right? <laughs> yeah. But I still don't feel sorry he got hit, you know? <laughs> I, I, I don't get it. I don't understand because I don't know Rick Moranis, right? But I thought we talked about how people hitting old people were dirtbags. D- yeah, no. Now, that's true. Okay. okay. Now, this is the this is the uh, dichotomy of John, all right? <laughs> that is bad. No one should hit anyone. I'm going to say that, especially old people, right? But I don't feel any extra sorry for you. Sorriness because it was Rick Moranis. That's all I'm saying. Because John doesn't care that your wife died from breast cancer <laughs> no, in 1997. That has nothing to do with it. <laughs> I equally hate everyone, right? <laughs> I mean, well, we've established this fact a long time ago on this yeah. show. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm a horrible person, which I admit. <laughs> and if I get hit in the face, I don't expect anybody to feel bad for me. You know, I just, I, I know because of what I've done that someone will punch me in the face at some point in time. I've been punched in the face many times in my life, but yeah. John, I hope somebody punches you in the face. Yeah. That person, Rick Moran. Yeah. What, <laughs> what if it was? And you know what? I'd be like, kudos to you, Rick. Yeah. yeah? Like, that's that's good. And then, but, John hey. kids, and then John's kids get shrunk. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what, that was going to be my next joke. Is like He could have shrunk those kids down, put them in his pocket, and still been... <laughs> Raising them and making movies, you know? Yeah. So good for Rick. <laughs> anyway, um, just on, uh, on the hypnosis story, I'll tell you a real quick story. Um, a few years ago, I was all super new agey and weird, and I wanted to do a past life regression. So I went and paid this hypnotherapist lady, this it, hypnotherapist lady, let's just say that, um, a lot of money to hypnotize me and uh, so I could remember my past life. Turns out I can't be hypnotized, which again, I'm not sure if people can or not, but I know I can't. But I did ask her, if I can't be hypnotized, do I still have to pay you? And she said, yes. So what I decided to do instead was just to mess with her a little bit because I was paying anyway, so I might as well get some fun out of the money. So I pretended that I was hypnotized and uh, decided to go on and make up all these crazy stories about past lives that I had had and places that I had burned to the ground and people that I had murdered and all kinds of horrible, horrible things past <laughs> lives have done. And uh, when I quote unquote came to, uh, she looked at me and said, wow, what an adventure you just had. And I had to pretend that I was actually hypnotized. And it was kind of funny, but definitely not worth the money. So I don't recommend uh, hypnotism or any of that stuff. 
Anyways, uh, hopefully next time I tell you guys, I'll be uh, in my own house and not calling you from my parents' basement like a uh, teenager. Okay, uh, have a great week, guys. Bye. All right, man, that's hilarious. What is all story. past life regressions are just made up? <laughs> I don't know <laughs> on the spot. I only thought we had one life. You know, <laughs> well, I mean, I was told you only live once. Yolo, okay? <laughs> I, that's what I was told. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not convinced. I guess I'll say that in past lives. I mean, I don't know no. what happens when you die. I'll right. say that. I don't know. I've never been there, but I'm skeptical. I'll say that. Well, yeah, I know. I know what I believe happens, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah, of course. And I think there's only been one John, like one version of John ever <laughs> we on hope the planet. So. <laughs> yeah, right. Because, yeah, I would, I, I just feel like that, yeah, I'm a unique individual. You got any reviews? Well, we got week? reviews. We got two reviews. Both of them five-star. The first one comes from Gabby Gal, parentheses, 99. Okay. And it's five stars, of course, and the title is Best Thing Ever with three exclamation points. Nice. I was sent here by that story show, and this is almost as good as that story show. Okay. All right. (laughs) Almost as good. That story show is pretty good. I'll take it. What does it mean? It's still awesome. Thank you so much for helping me get through COVID. Also, I'm only 11, so good job at entertaining kids. Okay, Gabby. (laughs) Gal. All right. Look, Gabby Gal, first of all, (laughs) I have a 10-year-old daughter, okay? And I know how smart young ladies are, okay? So you're going to have to be responsible and realize that sometimes (laughs) we may cover some adult subject matter that maybe is not necessarily good for someone your age, okay? <laughs> and so I don't want to be responsible for you learning anything you don't need to learn. <laughs> so you're going to have to be responsible on that. But thank you so much for the uh, the review, Gabby Gal. Yes. And if you're ever in Alabama, you know, at the end of the show, the girl who says, uh, thanks for listening, that's my daughter. You guys could get together and hang out. Because my daughter definitely doesn't listen to this show (laughs) and would never because she thinks I'm stupid. All right. (laughs) The next review says Russell is from Russell Says Go. Thank goodness dot 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 is the title. This podcast gives me a glimmer of hope. Average guys doing their best to not take everything so seriously and have some fun with the weird world we live in. It's nice to find them in the midst of the horror show that is 2020. Thanks, guys. You're welcome, Russell yeah. says go. That's good. Yeah, and I do not take myself seriously at all. No. No. And the worst thing people can do is take themselves too seriously. Agreed. Yeah. Look, I just want to say again to Gabby Gal, you got to be responsible, young lady. And I'm sure you are, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure you are. But just know that you may have to stop listening at points and times when we say this isn't really for the young kids, okay? Share this show with your parents. Oh, maybe not. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> Let them be the arbiters of truth. Maybe, maybe, maybe not, Gabby. Okay. <laughs> We've got a lot of moms and dads that listen to this. We do. We do. <laughs> but I don't know how shocked they would be when they, depending on which episode they pick. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Well, John, I don't know about you, but in addition to Gabby Gal, I would like to thank our patrons. Yeah. Every single one of them. Every one of them. By name, I would love to thank the, those who donate at the 10 or above tier. And that would be. Daniel Hedrick, James White, Ms. Jane Updegraff, Ms. Sherry Heron, Mr. Thomas Williams, the Dapper Man, 
Miss Sharon Craig, Mr. Tyler Bond, Mr. Todd Glover, Mr. Derek Reeves, Mr. Chris Tipton, Miss Jackie B., Michael W., a.k.a. <laughs> Michael W. Smith. <laughs> Michael W. Smith, yes. And Mr. J.D. Westfall. We thank you so much, each and every one of you, for just funding our little madness yeah. that we have going on here. Right. Yeah, and I encourage everybody to join up. You know, for the low cost of like a Happy Meal, you can yes. get extra content. We have several tiers, but if you sign up at the $5 level, you get an extended show every single week. Yeah. And then once a month, you get an all-exclusive patrons-only episode. That's amazing. Patreon.com slash Earth Auditing. That's right. And to our other listeners, you're just as important as our patrons. We just don't know all your names to read them at the end of the show. (laughs) Yes. So we thank you. And tell somebody else about us. That's all you got to do. Say, hey, there's two crazy country guys who (laughs) do a podcast. With absolutely no preparation each week. <laughs> and for some reason, continue to do it and people continue to listen. And our audience continues to grow. It's it wild. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing what a little advertisement will do, too. It is. I mean, the reviews have went up. People got to know who you are. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to that story show crew. All the mm-hmm. that story show listeners that are in here now that are part of the odd, oddites, that they are now oddites. <laughs> yeah. We need a cooler... Oddcasters. Oddcasters. Okay. (laughs) I like that. Yeah, you guys have been doing an amazing job leaving reviews, and we appreciate that. Yes, thank you so much. We'll read them on the air, too. I mean, mean, what else can you ask for in life to get Mm -hmm. your review read on an air for... A lot of people, hundreds and hundreds of people to listen to. If you've already left one, you can go back and change it to something else, and we'll read that, too. Oh, yeah? I won't do well, so long as know. it appears at the top. Yeah, as long as I see them <laughs> in the first two or three, yeah. As so long as it appears towards the top. Yeah. You have been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us. Whether you get us from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, yeah. iHeartRadio, yeah. Spotify, we're yep. on them all. Everywhere. If you would like to email into the show, we are Earth Oddity Podcast at planetmail.net. If you would like to check out our show art on yeah. Instagram, oh, oh. underscore amazing. Earth Oddity on Instagram. It is. We're on Twitter. You can tweet at us, underscore yep. Earth Oddity on Twitter. You can still try to find me on Twitter. A lot, <laughs> but, a lot of people have. But you'll fail. Yeah, right. I mean, there's been three, I think, people, Squirrel <laughs> okay. and Todd and his wife are the only ones that have ever found me. The best way to get in touch with us, though, is our Discord. Oh, yeah. Link in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to our Discord manager, <laughs> Christopher. <laughs> yes. He keeps the conversation going in there. <laughs> and we also have a handy dandy phone number. What's that phone number? Oh, it is 662. I didn't look it up. Let's see. I know it begins with 493 2059. That's 662 493 2059. We hope every one of you out there has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the Fringe Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening. <laughs>